to Episode Epiphanies, a podcast where two people with very different tastes in TV shows make each other watch the pilot episodes of their favorite shows in the hopes of making the other person have an epiphany and start to watch a kind of show they normally wouldn't watch. My name is Natasha, and I pretty much only watch cartoons. My name is Jessica, and I pretty much only watch live-action dramas. And this week, we are talking about an anime, which is a flavor of cartoon, one of my favorite animes of all time. Uh, a story that is near and dear to my heart, we are watching One Piece, which also is a pirate show, so it's sort of related to the episode we did in our last episode. Oh, and now we just have to find more pirate things. We have to go on a whole pirate kick. This, our podcast is just going to become about about pirates. (laughs) I think that'd be a fun podcast. Yeah. I do like, though, that although they're both about pirates, these two shows could not be more different. There were ships in both. Uh-huh. And the captain of the ship, the navy was in both. I see uh-huh. a lot of similarities. You know what? I take it back. They're basically the same thing. <laughs> They're the exact same show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on that note, <laughs> what did you know about One Piece before uh, I made you watch it? I knew it was about pirates. Mm-hmm. I knew there was a guy named Luffy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's another guy who's black, who has long curly hair, but I don't know his name, and we didn't meet him this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there's a reindeer in it who Mm -hmm. is, like, also a 14-year-old boy. I don't know if he's specifically 14, but yeah, there's a reindeer who's also a person. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) I feel like those are the main things I know about this show. It's pirates, Uh there's Luffy, there's a reindeer... And they're looking for treasure. I do think I knew that. Maybe. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much what pirate things are usually about. (laughs) Yeah, you find treasure. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen a lot of, like, fan art and stuff of this from me because big into One Piece. I don't post about it as much now, but this was, like... Pretty much my first big fandom that I, like, wrote fan fiction for and, like, reblogged stuff on Tumblr and drew fan art. Like, pretty much my first big fandom was One Piece, so. <laughs> Near and dear. <laughs> I mean, it's 20 seasons or so, so. Yeah, there's over a thousand episodes of the show and over a thousand chapters of the manga. The manga also came out in 1997 and the anime came out in 1999, so it's been going for a while. And it's still coming out now. Like, it's not over. <laughs> <laughs> you think eventually they'd find the frickin' treasure. I mean, it, it is supposedly getting close to the end. Like, this is supposed to be one of the last arcs or getting towards the end They're getting there. But we'll see. It's been, it's been many years of it being almost over, so... <laughs> That's wild to me because the, like, we've been on for 20 seasons to me speaks of we're just gonna keep writing this like we don't we're just gonna keep doing it like we don't have a plan but this is one of the last arcs speaks to yes this was part of a curated 20 year plot like what i mean like the the anime is entirely based on the manga and the manga Mm -hmm. is being written and drawn by one guy who supposedly has been has known the ending the whole time, apparently he's had the ending plan since the beginning, and he's just taking a very, very, very long time to get there. See, that just sounds very Cassandra Clare, like, I'm just gonna keep writing about Shadowhunters because they make money. I mean, it is, like, one of, if not the most successful manga anime ever, so I'm sure part of why it's taking him so long is because <laughs> it's so successful, but, like, 
it is advancing towards an ending still. It's not like they, it's, it's definitely not like that thing like Supernatural where like they hit the ending in season four and then they've just kept adding to it. Like they've still continually been moving towards the One Piece this whole time. It's still advancing. It's just taking a really long time. <laughs> in defense of Supernatural, it's season five. <laughs> Sorry, they didn't find the One Piece in season five. <laughs> they still have not gotten to it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all that aside, do you want to talk about what happens in the pilot from 1999? <laughs> I would love to talk to you about this beautiful 1999 pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, did you watch the sub or the dub? I watched the sub. Okay. Because there's technically two dubs. There's the the dub that is, like, this probably the same as the sub that we watched that's, like, basically the same as the Japanese. And then there's the original Four Kids dub. The company was called Four <laughs> Kids. It was, like, the first North American dub that was, okay. like, on TV in, like, the early 2000s. That is incredibly bad to the point of being, like, comedic. <laughs> So I hope you didn't watch that one. I want to watch that. That sounds funny. The The intro song in that one is like a rap, like a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll listen to the One Piece for Kids rap after this. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, no, the one thing I wanted to mention about the sub is going from Modao Zushi, where the like, subtitles are a mile a fucking minute mm-hmm. to this, where I felt like they were talking forever and the the subtitles were just like, yeah, you said five words. I'm like, this is lovely. I was like, I don't even have to pause this to take notes. Like, this is fine. It's true. I'm so curious if that's because if Japanese and Chinese just have different, like, word economy. Mm-hmm. Or if it's because this is, like, for kids, like, One Piece is a younger audience and Motosushi is a bit of an older audience, so, like, they're having, like, more complex dialogue in Motosushi. But, yeah, it's so much more readable. Most animes I've watched, like, Japanese animes, are so much, like, slower-paced subtitles than Motosushi. Yeah, it really is. I do think, in general, there was less said in this episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it could be a mix of both. Uh-huh. Anyway, so we start with this little intro uh, that's showing scenes on, like, painted scrolls saying there was this pirate king who's getting executed. And at his execution, he told anyone if they want his treasure, it's out there and they can go get it. And that started the great pirate era. Mm-hmm. And then we hit a title sequence, which is not a rap. <laughs> Not in Japanese, it's not. No. <laughs> They're just kind of dancing on a pirate ship. There's a bunch of sea creatures. It's not that important. It ends. Mm-hmm. I just have a note here that the show's not in English, but the title is, which seems weird. Is that because we're watching in English? When the title popped up, it says yeah. One Piece. Oh, like the actual title. Yes, that is written in English, even on the books and stuff, because it's kind of like the logo of the series is written in English. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess because of the same reason that sometimes we put like Japanese or Chinese characters on things in English to look cool. <laughs> sometimes there's English words on mangas, I guess, to look cool. Um, yeah, I, I think the actual logo of the series, if I'm not mistaken, is One Piece written in English. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of English looking cool to people. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, anyways, so we get out of the title sequence. We see these seagulls flying. There's a whirlpool, and then we see this ship going past us, this beautiful Navy ship, and the ship hits a barrel, and then we get this close-up on the barrel, and a voice says, I am Luffy, the man who will be king of the pirates, which is wild. <laughs> So then we're in the ballroom on the ship, and there's people talking about how the whirlpool won't affect the ship because it's too big, which really seems like foreshadowing, but it's not. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. No, they're no. just giving you facts about whirlpools. No, genuinely, the whirlpools, it's not a problem. We don't care about it. Yeah, I genuinely forgot about the whirlpool until they mentioned it again at, like, at the end of the episode. Right? Uh, okay. And then we see this redheaded girl who I don't think we get her name all episode long. We don't. I'll tell you her name is Nami. But yeah, they never say it in this episode. Okay, so we see Nami and she's hanging out in the ballroom and somebody asks her to dance. And then we're back on deck and there's a sailor who's trying to hook the barrel. He eventually gets it on board. And then another ship appears from behind this island. And it's all pink with hearts. And, and they're like, oh my god, it's a pirate ship. <laughs> but it's pink with hearts. <laughs> pirate ships can be pink with hearts. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> just later. <laughs> okay, so the pirate ship attacks. And everyone panics. And they're running. Uh, except for Nami, who just looks, like, intrigued. She's like, oh. <laughs> okay, and then we're on the pirate ship, and we see uh, Alvita, who's the captain. Mm-hmm. And she just sends people on board to attack this other ship. And we see the two ships side by side, and the pirate ship is absolutely tiny. Mm-hmm. Which is both very funny and incredibly accurate. Like, of course, this giant passenger vessel is so much bigger. It's just not equipped to kill you. Yeah, that's true. I noticed that too. Yeah, Alvita's ship looks so baby next to the big passenger ship slash marine navy ship. There's like navies on the passenger ship. I feel like there's just people from the navy who are on that ship because I don't think it's supposed to be a navy ship. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think they even call it a passenger ship at one point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think there are some navy people on it. Or maybe they're just guards for the ship. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows, like, what year this is supposed to be, honestly? It's it's the, it's the whatever magic year it is in the One Piece world, which is different from the real world. Exactly. Uh, so the pirates invade the ballroom, and they're like, we just want all your valuables. Just pirate things. Pirate things. And we see Nami, like, hiding behind a wall, and she tears off her dress, to reveal that she's wearing a little pirate outfit underneath, which is cool. She's cool. <laughs> My favorite part of that, though, is she takes off her dress and then somehow has a hat on. Right? She takes <laughs> off her dress and all of a sudden she's wearing this, like, bandana hat. And it's like, were you wearing a wig over your hat, which is still over the same hair that your wig was? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's 1999. We can't blame them for their animation mishaps. <laughs> no, it's great. It made me laugh. But yes, I like her little pirate outfit. It's cute. It's very cute. And then we see this guy who technically we saw before, but it wasn't that important. It's a pink-haired guy. His name is Kobe. He's like two feet tall. <laughs> He's very small. He's very small. He's Not like sure a, why. Just for fun. He just is. I think he's supposed to be young. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Oh. <laughs> He's such a little kid. I love him. (laughs) 
Anyways, Kobe, he's kind of like Elvita's servant. He goes into the kitchen because he doesn't want to fight. And he sees the barrel that has Luffy on it. And he's like, ooh, a barrel. And then we're back on the pirate ship with Nami, who's sneaking in. And she runs into this guy and she kicks him in the nuts. And that's the end of that scene. That was just there. Yep, that's all you need to know about Nami. So we're back to Kobe. And Kobe's trying to get this barrel out. But he runs into some other pirates. And they're like, oh, it's alcohol. We'll help you lighten the load by drinking some of it. And they go to bust it open. But then Luffy pops out. Because <laughs> he was in the barrel all along. Well, plot twist. <laughs> I guess we knew he was in the barrel, but... Yeah. I mean, technically that part at the beginning where Luffy's saying that he, it's him, that's technically the title of the episode. But also the fact that the title is... I'm Luffy, the King of the Pirates, and they do that while focusing on the barrel. Makes it pretty clear that he's in the barrel. Exactly. Uh, So all the pirates are really mad at him because he just popped out of this barrel and, like, hit a guy. (laughs) And he's just kind of ignoring them. He's like, hmm, I'm hungry. I wonder if there's food around here. And he's going about his life. And then they try to stab him. It's not really clear what happens here, but basically they try to stab him. Something happens with the screen. All of a sudden, their swords are cut in half, and the top half is in the ceiling, and Luffy looks fine, and the pirates are terrified. Yeah, I'm not even quite sure what was supposed to have happened there. I don't really know. He did something. (laughs) It scared them. Mm -hmm. So the pirates run away screaming. They're like, fuck this. (laughs) And Kobe's like, oh my god, Luffy, you have to run. They're going to be back with reinforcements. And Luffy's like, no, I'm hungry. Like, there's (laughs) got to be food in this place. I love Luffy. So he goes in the pantry. He's looking at food. Uh, He's talking to Kobe. And he explains that his ship got swallowed by the whirlpool. So he's going to need a new ship and a new crew. And Kobe explains that he was kind of kidnapped by Pirate. And he's been trapped with Alvita for two years. And Luffy makes fun of him for being a wimp, which, like, I don't know. Luffy's so weirdly mean. He's so just, like, just says whatever he's thinking and doesn't care about anything. He just, like, insults this guy twice and then punches him and then, I don't know, he's weird. Yeah. I love him. He's so, he's so strange. He's such a good main character just in terms of being weird. Okay, so we see the, like, hull being taken onto the pirate ship from the passenger vessel. Uh, well, Nami is below, presumably stealing other things the pirates have stolen. I think she got onto the pirate ship and then she's stealing, yeah, mm. stuff from the pirates, I think is what's happening. Which is just very confusing because if... She wanted to steal things. She could have stole it from her own ship that she was on. Maybe that was her original plan. But then the pirates came and she's like, even better? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with her? It's a weird little plot and you don't learn a lot about it. Mm-hmm. So the pirates that we saw running away from Luffy come onto the ship and they're like, oh my god, we saw a monster. Because they think this, like, kid is a monster. Just kind of a kid. And they're like, we think he must be a bounty hunter. Like, that's the only explanation. And then we're back on the ship with Kobe and Luffy. And Kobe is like, what do I want for my life? And Luffy's like, well, I'm going to be king of the pirates. And Kobe goes, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> He's less straightforward about it. He's, like, freaking out. He's having an anxiety attack. And Luffy's like, what do I care? It's what I want. Maybe I die. (laughs) Who cares? 
And Kobe's like, oh my god, that's such a cool thing to be like, I could do anything if I'm just not afraid to die. (laughs) (laughs) Which is true. Like, there's a lot of things you could do if you weren't afraid to die. Yeah, that's a great moral. You can do anything you want as long as you're not afraid of death. Put it on the back of the pirate flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kobe's dream is to be in the Navy and catch bad guys, more <laughs> specifically pirates, which is so funny because this guy just told you he wants to be Pirate King, and you already know he's, like, mean and kind of hates you and he has already attacked you and you're just gonna stand there and be like yeah i want to be in the navy actually my dream is to be the person who arrests you and it's like good for kobe i love kobe i love that kobe's just like yeah i'm gonna be your worst enemy that's so funny very good (laughs) anyways alveda like hears this and she smashes down into the lower deck where they are And Luffy insults her. He calls her fat, basically. And she goes after him with her club. And he avoids it. And he jumps out of the hole with Kobe. And pirate fights ensue. And Luffy wins. And he says he's a rubber person. That he got from eating a gum gum tree. Which... Gum gum fruit, not a whole tree. (laughs) No, he ate the whole tree, Natasha. Yeah. That's why he's so rubbery. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess being a rubber person makes him, like, somewhat invincible, because he's rubber. That's why I'm confused about the moment with the swords earlier, because if I remember correctly, his power makes him invincible to, like, blunt force, Mm -hmm. but not to blades, because, like, you can cut rubber. So I don't know what he did to those swords in the earlier scene. He somehow broke them in half. Yeah, with his rubber power somehow. It's a wild thing to drop at this point in the episode. (laughs) I don't know what about it. I was like, why is... I was like, what's happening? That's funny because that's like the whole hook of the One Piece world is Mm -hmm. that there's these these devil fruits and people have special powers and Luffy's is that he's rubber. And like, that makes perfect sense because like, that's the conceit of the show. But there's something about it being such a short episode and yet they still tell you that with like three minutes left. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, okay, just very important world building that you just slam in there and then roll the credits. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I guess it's fine. It's 20 seasons. In that case, it's very early to establish that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Luffy, he fights Alvita, and he throws her into the ocean. And Luffy's like, we should give Kobe a boat so he can join the Navy. But then the actual Navy shows up. And Kobe's like, I can't go join the Navy now. They're going to arrest me. I'm coming from a pirate ship. <laughs> totally valid. Mm-hmm. Smart, actually. <laughs> Very smart. So then Luffy uh, comes down in one of the sailboats uh, next to Nami, who's going back up to the passenger ship. And they have this cute, dramatic little stare with bubbles and hearts. And (laughs) we all know what that's about. It was honestly less, like, significantly less dramatic and sexy and romantic than every other anime we've watched when two guys look at each other like that. I think this is the first anime we've watched with a guy and a girl who do that dramatic stare. (laughs) And 
it's the first one that's like very obviously changed the background while they do it. But like, even just thinking of Skate and the redhead's reaction in Skate, it's like so much more expressive. <laughs> that's so funny because I'll talk about Luffy and Nami's relationship later. But <laughs> it actually caught me off guard that they had this moment. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> You're like, why do they have this very romantic moment that's, like, yeah. not right? <laughs> it was wild. So funny. Okay. Uh, and then we cut to Luffy and Kobe on their boat sailing away. And they have a little chat about Zoro, who is the pirate bounty hunter. And Luffy thinks Zoro might be good for his crew. The fact that he's named Zoro threw me off all episode. Because when they were saying Zoro before, I thought they were making a joke about the movie Zoro and not talking about someone in the show named Zoro. I mean, the f- Zoro being named Zoro is definitely a reference to... Of course. The pop culture Zoro. <laughs> but, like, the way they were talking about him, I thought they were just, like, joking. <laughs> Oh, there's a real character named Zoro. He's a real bounty hunter. Yeah, and then we cut to an island where we see this green guy in a headband who very dramatically looks up at a camera, and that's probably Zoro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the end of the episode, but for the longest time, I thought I was just looking at, like, a weird, swirly, black and green hole that was opening up on this island until he looked up. I don't know if it was, like, my TV buffering or, like, the old animation, but I could not tell it was a man. <laughs> he's, like, he's like tied up to, like, a post. Okay. He's I, not, I don't, I don't I thought a hell dimension was opening on this island. <laughs> the hell dimension that is Zoro. Yeah. Maybe. That'd be a cool Honestly, power. That, that tracks with Zoro. Can he eat a devil fruit and become a hell dimension? That's probably a devil fruit that exists. I wish I could eat a devil fruit and become a hell dimension. I think I'd be good at being a hell dimension. I think you would. But if you eat a double fruit, then you can't swim. So I don't know if you're passionate about swimming. Okay, I guess pirates aren't supposed to be able to swim, so that's probably fine. I mean, I feel like pirates should be able to swim because you're around the water a lot. There's like this huge sailing superstition that Mm -hmm. if you're a sailor, you shouldn't be able to swim because if you can't swim, you can't be forced to go into the water and the water is more dangerous than the boat. Dang. I've never heard that. Really? I feel like that's super popular in like any media that has pirates or sailors or anyone well that superstition is definitely never comes up in one piece because a big deal about the devil fruits is that they make you unable to swim and that's a big deal because people get thrown in the water all the time and if you have devil fruit powers you're like super powered except when you get thrown in the water and then you're fucked because you're gonna die and that makes total sense and that is honestly what it should be but there is like a thing among sailors that's like it is better to not be able to swim because your captain can't force you in the water if you don't know how to swim that's fair that's fair that makes sense maybe that's not a thing in japan maybe yeah that's possible yeah anyways yes that is the pilot episode of classic anime one piece really is (laughs) what did you think of it Okay, I have three things that I want to say about it. Yeah. The first one is, I know you really like Luffy. 
And I don't necessarily have anything against him from this episode, but I thought it was an odd choice to make someone obviously your main character who does not do one likable thing all episode. Like, he just kind of comes in and bullies someone and punches them on the head, and, like, Kobe is likable. And it's weird because, like, it's a cartoon and the vibe of it is very clearly that that's part of the joke. So I'm not against him, but I'm also, like, like, give me something, like literally anything. I guess he likes food. I like food. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's funny. I I really liked him in this episode. It's been a while since I've read or watched any One Piece. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this and I was like, I forgot how much I love Luffy because he's so unexpected as a main character. I feel like so many like shonens is like the main character is so honorable or something. And he's just like, just doing whatever. He doesn't give a shit. He's so just like head of the clouds, doesn't care. It's just kind of dumb. I don't know. But I could see see also, like he is he is being mean to Kobe, but it's almost in just like he doesn't even he doesn't he's not trying to be mean, he just doesn't care. <laughs> he just doesn't realize it's mean. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like that's why I didn't hate him, because I was mm-hmm. like, he clearly doesn't care. <laughs> also the idea that like yeah, this is my dream, and I don't care if it fucking kills me, is a little psychotic. Luffy's a little psychotic, yes. But, like, if we took this guy and we put him in black sails, mm-hmm. he would be the villain. Yes, but this is so incredibly not black sails. Totally different tone. I know, I know. Okay. But that's funny. That's fair. So that's like one thing. My second thing was that Okay, it's 1999. We're going to give this show a lot of slack because it was 24 (laughs) years ago. Alveda is such an uncomfortable, like, Mm -hmm. portrayal of just, like... Not not a great character. It's not good. It, like, Mm -hmm. it could have been cool to be, like, here's this female pirate captain. The first pirates we see, it's a female pirate captain. But instead, she's, like, ugly, and she's, like, she's very obviously ugly. I'm not judging her. She's a cartoon. She was drawn a certain way for a certain reason. And she's, like, obsessed with other people telling her she's beautiful. And, like, I feel like if she was a different character or if she was likable or if she was shown to be, like, It's not that she's not shown to be strong. Obviously, she's strong, but that is not a quality we are supposed to like in her in this episode. Mm -hmm. And if a character we liked who was female, who was strong, who was, like, super cool, had this very pink pirate ship, I feel like I would be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But because her vibe is very much more like Umbridge from Harry Potter, for lack of a better reference, I was like, that's not... Great. Yeah. I won't defend it. I mean, I love One Piece as a whole, but mm-hmm. also it is very much, very much a shonen anime. It falls into lots of the bad tropes of shonen animes, especially in terms of female characters. It's like, I love it, but it's like my problematic fave. Like, I recognize. Yeah. And yeah, Alvita is just one example of like many things where you're like... <laughs> This could have been better, but also, like, it's what you expect from an anime from the time. Yeah. But you're totally right in everything you just said about her. (laughs) She also, like, spoilers, I guess, she later gets a devil fruit power that makes her really beautiful. I don't remember what the power is exactly. It's not just she's pretty, like, it it does something, but she totally changes, and now she's skinny and beautiful, and then it's like a whole, there's a whole joke about it, which is like, ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of problematic faves. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. One Piece is definitely... I mean, to be fair, I feel like most animes that I like are problematic faves just because of the tropes of anime. That's fair. But one... Yeah, One Piece is very much... It's a shounen anime. <laughs> you get what you expect from a 1999 shounen anime. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say... It's not fair to criticize this animation. It's so old. <laughs> oh my god, the animation. <laughs> I actually don't particularly dislike this animation. Because mm-hmm. it just, it's it's animated. It feels kind of normal. The thing mm-hmm. that's wild about it is there are shots that, like, don't have characters in it. Mm-hmm. Where it's very obviously, like, just a drawing and not mm-hmm. animated. And I'm like... Is this what animation used to be? <laughs> well, to be fair, that is kind of a thing in anime. Anime okay. tends to have a lot more still shots like that, especially older anime. But there's the what really got me is there's even some shots where there are characters mm-hmm. that are just still images that get like distorted or moved to be like kind of like movement, but it's clearly just a still image. Wild. <laughs> yep, that's wild. The like <laughs> There's two moments in the show where Kobe really, really freaks out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need to put a seizure warning on this. Like, <laughs> it was intense. I was like, this is distri- I was like, I can barely read the subtitles on this panel while he's moving like that. Like, that's too fast. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't catch that. But, but yeah, it's, it's very much old anime style, but also wild <laughs> so wild just wild those are my three big comments other than that it was it was a show yeah fair <laughs> i feel like it's hard to get from this short pilot like why i love one piece so much i feel like a lot of pilots are like that but especially yeah. if it's 20 seasons why would the yeah. pilot be like yeah this is why a I 24 love the show. minute pilot of a thousand episode show <laughs> yeah but on that note, just so we know for spoiler reasons, would you keep watching this? I would not. I'm not going to watch 22 seasons of this. <laughs> That's totally fair. I would be shocked if you said you were going to watch it. I watched this pilot and I was like, yeah, shit, dedicating the rest of my life to finishing this, I guess. Look, I love One Piece and I fell off of it a while ago and I have not caught back up because it's so much content. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even, like, fully caught up. I kind of know what's happening, because I follow people, but I have not read or watched One Piece in, in a few years. <laughs> That's fair. But um, but since we know that we can talk about spoilers since you're not going to watch it, what do you think happens after this pilot, and also just, like, in general in One Piece? I, I think that they're looking for a treasure. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. eventually this guy gets his ship, mm-hmm. and he gets a crew, I feel like One Piece is like a found family thing, kind of. Yes. Okay, he gets a reindeer. He does get a reindeer. And he is a pirate. (laughs) I'm like, I can't decide if I think he does become king of the pirates. And the reason it's taking him so long to find this freaking treasure is because he's too busy being evil and the king of the pirates. I feel like he has a very, like, anti-hero feel to him. I feel like he could go very dark. I don't think he does because it's a kid's show. <laughs> but I feel like he could. Mm, he could. I mean, I guess it depends on your stance of if you think pirates are good. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. 
So what probably happens is that Nami is like on his crew eventually, but I want her to be a rival pirate captain who he just runs into every once in a while. I want her life goal to be king of the pirates. That's very cool. I think that'd be more fun than whatever this show actually does. (laughs) I support Nami becoming king of the pirates. Make it happen. (laughs) I believe in her. And I think when the show eventually does end, they'll mm-hmm. figure out that the real One Piece was the friends they made along the way. <laughs> honestly, yes. <laughs> I Honestly, this feels like the kind of story where that could be true. If it was like 25 seasons and they did that, I would be mm-hmm. so fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe four seasons, maybe four. 25? No, it better be fucking treasure. Those are my predictions. That's good. I mean, yeah, the the One Piece as a whole is very much about Luffy traveling around, gathering people to join his crew, going to different islands, and then every island is kind of an arc about whatever people they're facing on that island and whatever, as they slowly make their way towards finding the One Piece, becoming the King of the Pirates. As of currently now, he is not found the One Piece, or become the King of Pirates. It's kind of like one and the same. I think like you're supposed to find the treasure and that makes you the King of the Pirates, if I remember correctly. Okay. But he's definitely like a very, very powerful high-ranking pirate currently in the a thousand episodes in. I would hope he's so. Some of the top, top people. But in the immediate, like what happens after the pilot, yeah, they go find Zoro, this bounty hunter guy, and then Luffy's like, join my crew. And Zoro's like, no, I'm a, I'm a pirate hunter. And Luffy's like, too bad, you're on my crew now. <laughs> And basically just, like, tells Zoro he has to be on his crew. And Zoro's like, okay, I guess I'm in your crew now. He's now a pirate headhunter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting pirates recruited. <laughs> Zoro's great. He has three swords. Good. He holds one sword in his mouth and the other in his hands to stab people. Does he hold it by the hilt or by the blade in his no, mouth? No, by the hilt. He puts the hilt in his mouth and then he somehow hits people with it. And he has teeth. He has teeth, yes. Okay. <laughs> no further just, questions. Like, chomps down on the hilt with his teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a normal show of a normal people. <laughs> In a world that's full of dentists, hopefully. Yep, yep. Um, and then Nami does join them. To be perfectly honest, I don't remember exactly how that happens. I think she follows Luffy and Kobe when they go to the island where Zoro is, and then she helps... Luffy and Zoro out, and then they end up traveling together. Do you know what I want to ask about her? Uh Uh-huh. Was she supposed to have been undercover on the passenger ship the entire time, or is she actually, like, a socialite? No, she was definitely undercover because she wanted to steal stuff. Okay, cool. She's, like, a thief. Her, like, whole thing is she's a thief. (laughs) I wasn't sure if she was, like, absolutely 100% a thief and was, like, playing a game or if she was a socialite that's just fucking around, which is one of my favorite genres of book, (laughs) is random socialites in the 1800s fucking around. That's very good. No, I honestly don't remember exactly, like, if there's ever any context for why she was specifically on that passenger Mm -hmm. ship, like... As a socialite, or if that's just... She's just a thief, and somehow she ended up there. I don't really remember if there was context, but... She's a thief, she joins them. She kind of betrays them at one point, because she turns out she has to, like... 
She's trying to pay money to these other pirates who took over her hometown. She has a whole tragic backstory. Poor girl. But anyway, she ends up being part of their crew. They end up meeting two other people. Usopp, who's the guy you mentioned at the beginning with the curly hair, who you've definitely seen me reblog fan art of. And this other guy, Sanji, who's like a cook. He ends up being the ship's cook. And then those five of them are kind of the five original crew. Then they go to the Grand Line, which is like a part of the world that's like full of pirates and full of magic and stuff. And then they end up picking up more crew, one of which is a reindeer, who's a doctor. I love being a reindeer doctor. Yeah, his name is Chopper. He's a reindeer who ate a double fruit that makes him able to turn into a human. So he's not a human who turns into a reindeer. He was very specifically a reindeer who turns into a human. So he's a reindeer who ate a devil fruit that lets him turn into a human. And Mm -hmm. when he's a human, he decides to become a doctor? Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. But he still does doctor things in his reindeer form as well. That is just so much more valid than a human wanting to be a doctor. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know why, but it is. It's, it's amazing. He's great. Chopper's great. Um, they also get this woman named Nico Robin, who's an archaeologist. She's cool. They get a cyborg, who Ooh. is their ship shipwright, their shipbuilder guy. They get a living skeleton, who is their musician. Obviously. And then they also get a fish man later, way later. And he's there. And he's... I don't even know exactly what his role in the crew is, because to be honest, I stopped reading before he joined the crew. Okay, did he eat a devil fruit and become a fish man that now can't swim? No. Actually, okay. he did not eat a devil fruit. He's just part of a race of fish people that just exist in this world. That's so much better, though, because imagine you ate a devil fruit and it made you half fish and now you can't swim. That's hilarious, and I hope that there is a devil fruit that turns you into a fish, because that would be so funny. Be it's not even just that they can't swim. It's literally that, like, they can't, like... Like, if they're in water, well, seawater, they get fucked up. I think that possibly they can be in freshwater. So maybe they'd be okay. So just like a if they freshwater, freshwater salmon? Okay. I can't remember, but I think it's only seawater. But anyways, yeah. So they travel around and they fight pirates and a bunch of pirate stuff happens. The other thing I wanted to say is that Kobe does become a Navy guy. He yes. joins the Navy. He also gets a boyfriend who's like not really his boyfriend, but is like totally his boyfriend who also joins the Navy with him. And, like, they just kind of keep popping up in the story. Like, they're part of the Navy, but they're still, like, kind of friends with Luffy. I love that. Even though, like, Luffy's a pirate and they're in the Navy, but they're just kind of bros still. And whenever they show up, they kind of help Luffy out. They're great. He gets a growth spurt. He's not so tiny anymore. I wanted a tiny Navy boy. (laughs) He's still kind of small, but definitely not, like, two feet tall. Oh, and the other thing is that Luffy-Nami romance moment. There is no Luffy-Nami romance. I don't know (laughs) what that moment was. (laughs) Other than maybe it's, like, the destiny of, like, we're gonna be crewmates someday. Dun-dun-dun. And then they, like, cross paths. It's the background change for me. Mm-hmm. That's why it's wild. Mm-hmm. I know. I was also looking at it, like, what? I was like, to be fair, the anime came out in 99. The yeah. manga only started in 97. The manga wasn't that far along when they made this episode. Maybe the creators of the show were like, we think there's gonna be a Luffy-Nami romance someday. We're just gonna pop it in here. Maybe. That sounds like television, people. Yeah, but no. I mean, I'm sure people ship it, but definitely not, like, canonically, that's not a thing. Fair. Um, There's really, like, no canon romance between the ship, the whole crew. That's specifically (laughs) a thing. The creator is like, it's not about romance, it's about being best friends on a pirate ship. I thought you were going to tell me there's no canon romance between the ship and the crew, and I was like, (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it a sentient ship? Okay. Yes? Their first ship kind of is a sentient ship, and one of the characters doesn't have a romance with it, but he does have, like, a deep emotional connection with this ship. It's a whole thing. There's a whole arc about it. That's beautiful. That sounds very murderbot and art. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. I love the Mary. The arc about the Mary and Usopp and their relationship made me cry. But speaking of characters and ships, both shipping and ships, <laughs> so, okay, I have a favorite character in the series, but they were not in this episode. Is it Usopp? It's Usopp, who you will, you'd meet, like, a few episodes in. Love him. He's a sniper. He has depression. <laughs> there's a whole arc where there's a character whose devil fruit power is that she can make people really depressed, like, so depressed that they can't fight back. And then she tries to use that power on him, and he's too depressed already, so it doesn't do anything to him, so he's the only person who can fight her. <laughs> That's so tragic! I know! It's wild. I love him. He's my baby. I love him so much. Best character in the series. He has a whole alter ego at one point, because he feels like a failure, and he's like, my alter ego will save the day. It's not me, it's some other guy. It's he's so- also the one who loves the ship very much. <laughs> I just have such low self-esteem that every time you did something good, you were like, that was just my alter ego. <laughs> He's so tragic. I love him so much. He deserves the world. Yeah. Best character. But in this episode, do you want to guess my favorite character that was in this episode? Is it, is it Luffy? You said you really liked him. I do really like him. I think he's a great main character, but... Is it Nami? Because I like her. She's also great, but no. Is it Kobe, my sweet boy? I love Kobe. Kobe was my first favorite One Piece character. Like, when I read the first volume of One Piece, I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> He's so good. He was my favorite <laughs> character in this episode. He's so silly, but I love him. And I was really sad because I thought originally that he was going to join Luffy's crew, but then he leaves to go join the Navy, and I was sad. Mm-hmm. But then they meet Usopp after that, and I was like, well, now I have a new favorite. But I do love that Kobe keeps coming back, that he doesn't just disappear after he joins the Navy. Yeah. He gets some cool moments. And do you want to guess my favorite ship? Which you could... You kind of met the characters, both characters from this ship. Okay, basing this off of my very vague recollection of fanfic you may have written, uh-huh. I want to say Usopp and Luffy? That is a good ship. To be fair, you ship pretty much every, almost every combination of the Straw Hats, but that's not the one I was thinking of. Is one of them Usopp? No. Oh, God. Um, Because you didn't even meet Usopp in this episode. It's two people you technically did meet in this episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Who's in this episode? Is it straight or is it queer? It's queer. Okay. Checking. Because straight would have really narrowed it down. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I think it's Luffy and Kobe and their cute little weird, weird rivalry that never comes to pass. No, I should Kobe with this guy called Helmeppo, who's totally his boyfriend. Is it Luffy? Is he one of them? Yeah. Him? Uh-huh. And who else the fuck did we even get a name of? Oh, Zoro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, do we have any other named characters? <laughs> you technically meet Zoro for like a second at the end of the yeah. episode. He's there. He's the hell dimension. Yeah. Luffy and Zoro, they are such a good ship. Zoro's, ba- like, Zoro's, technically his role in the crew is the swordsman, mm-hmm. but he's, like, the first mate because he was the first one to join the crew, and he and Luffy are just besties. And they have such, such a 
good relationship. They love each other so much. Oh. Zoro would do anything for Luffy. Luffy just comes up and tells him, you're going to be in my crew. And Zoro's like, no, I'm not. And Luffy's like, yes, you are. And Zoro's like, I guess I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth now. <laughs> you know, normal bro relationships. Normal bro things. <laughs> just following your captain to the ends of the earth. Yeah. He would die for Luffy. He practically has multiple times. They're great. I love that. So good. <laughs> but almost any combination of the Straw Hats is a solid ship because they all, they all, you know, it's a found family situation. They yeah. all love each other. That's cute. But yes, Luffy and Zoro is probably my favorite ship. Do you want to guess the canon queers? Which there is an answer for this. Of someone I know? Oh, well, to be, no, okay. <laughs> you can't guess it. <laughs> I thought about it harder and I was like, wait a minute, it's no, no one who showed up in this episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe just tell me. Yeah. There is a couple characters. There's a character whose devil fruit power is that they can change people's gender okay. by, like, touching them. And who, this character, whose name is Ivankov, is basically just based on Rocky Horror Picture Show, like <laughs> Dr. Frankenfurter yeah. from Rocky Horror. And there's, like, basically an entire island of people, and this Ivankov guy is, like, their ruler, who just, like, all like to... Switch up their gender and blah, blah, blah. And they're all like cross-dressers slash not really cross-dressing because they're literally changing their gender with magic, but... And it's like simultaneously cool because most of them are good guys and mm-hmm. they're allies of the Straw Hats and whatever. But also like it does fall into a lot of tropes of like, they're just men who are cross-dressing and blah, blah, blah. And it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's not super well handled. But... From a fan perspective, it's a cool concept. I agree. <laughs> you could just change your gender and there's a whole island of people who do. <laughs> That's pretty much the only, like, canon queers, I would say. But yeah. yeah. I like island of gender fluid people. That's fun. I would love to. I would go there. Sounds great. <laughs> just change your gender at will. Yeah. Having the ability to just change your gender sounds great. <laughs> Well, you can, because gender is a social construct, and you can say you're whatever gender you feel like. You know what? That's true. You don't need a magic pirate to change your gender. You can just do it. Just tell people. (laughs) Some people might argue with you, but they're wrong, so. Yeah. They're assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. No magic needed. Yeah. But anyways, that's One Piece. There's a million things I could say about this, but I feel like we covered the bases. Yeah. It's a fun story about pirates if you like quirky anime. (laughs) I love the reindeer. I love the reindeer. (laughs) Yes, the reindeer is great. I didn't meet him, but I love him so much. I'll send you some pictures of him. Please do. I'm going to (laughs) sleep with them beside my bed. All right. On that note, do you have a pirate show or something else for me to watch in our next episode? I don't have a pirate show. I weirdly think the only other pirate show I know is a live action you have watched and I have not. Oh, Our Flag Means Death. Yeah, so that's not helpful. No, that breaks our format. A little bit. I I do have a show for you. Sure. What are we what are we watching next? We are gonna watch Allie McBeal. Oh, I know almost nothing about this. Allie McBeal is a law show, but Allie McBeal is the weirdest example of a law show I could possibly give you <laughs> as a starting point for what law shows are. I love that. I love that because I know it's a law show because you've told me, but mm-hmm. definitely the first time I heard it, I thought it was like like a Hillary Duff thing. What's that Hillary Duff thing? Lizzie McGuire? Yes, I thought it was the same thing as Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> 
I feel like Lizzie McGuire is a weirdly good comp for Ally McBeal. <laughs> Wild. Now I'm very excited to watch it. Oh, I love Ally McBeal. Ally McBeal is like one of my comfort shows. I love that. I'm very intrigued to watch it. Because I, I feel like a law show is not at all my kind of thing, but this sounds like a very intriguing take on a law show. It's a very intriguing take of a law show. I don't believe there's anything super problematic in the pilot, but it is still like an older show. And I know there mm-hmm. are problematic things, but I feel like the first problematic thing is actually in episode two. So I feel like we're fine. Perfect. We can't miss it. Okay. Thank you all for listening to our pirate show about mm-hmm. pirates. That's what mm-hmm. we do here. That's all we do. If you want to email us about pirates, you can do that at episode50s at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at epiphaniespod. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and we will tell you what pirate you most remind us of based on that review. I love that. We'll do it. You should probably give us a lot of, like, context about who you are as a person, or we're just going to name a pirate at random. Give us a review, but most of your review is actually you just sort of telling us about yourself, like sort of a profile about yourself. Give us a review of you as a person, but Mm. be really nice about yourself. Like, don't give us one-star reviews because you're Usopp and you're really depressed. (laughs) No, my poor boy. Okay. (laughs) You knew not to do that because... You are smarter than both of us combined. It's true. Bye. Bye.